last week it was Vanity Milan versus Scarlet Harlot in a phenomenal mystique lip sync. My time, your time. Vanity Slade. And you know what? Vanity Slade. This week, no one goes home, and we've got two winners and lip sync to a song that is a part of the DNA of my very friendship with Fraser. <laughs> oh, what oh, we'll get into it, we'll get into it. Welcome to the Drag Race recap show for Drag Race UK Season 3, Episode 8, Bra War. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. And you might know us from our award-winning Not Really podcast, You're Welcome America, where in every episode we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. And we've only got a few more weeks uh, where we're going to be your hosts as we recap the third season of Drag Race UK. Let's get into this episode. It's another... Oh, you've written this for me, haven't you? It's another no-many all-maxi week with the Queen's acting up a storm trooper in the low-budget sci-fi spectacular Bra Wars. And on the main stage category is Scene Stealers. And that cheeky scamp Roo pretends that Ella and Kitty are at the bottom. But it's actually a lip sync for the win. And they both bloody win. So what everyone wins. <laughs> what Fraser and I have started to do is we've started to write the, the script for each other. Yeah. And it's kind of like a fun game. <laughs> so we just see what little jokes we put in. Thank you for that Stormtrooper line. Really Love proud that. of that. <laughs> so in the section that I was referred to as mirror moments, let's kick off the show. So it's the aftermath from last week. Yeah. They're looking at the mirror. At this point... Kitty thinks Vanity is going to be the one who's eliminated next. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. She is just like, who do we think is going to go next? I think it's you, Vanity. Yeah. And I will say, I've said this throughout this this season, Vanity is a real class act. She's not, she can take constructive criticism really well and actually almost can take people being a little bit insulting to her. Uh, she's very classy. So she's just like, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, I've been in the bottom a lot, but I'm an amazing lip syncer. Yeah. And, she, and, and she, she, she's right. She turns it into a positive. Yeah. She's like, well, has anyone ever sort of, I've, I've been lip syncing four times. I'm still here. Yeah. And she's still there. Wait, is that, is that a record? I think she's, I think she's just beaten the record. I think. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then, yeah. Oh, I love that they gave Kitty a sash for the Miss Fugly pageant. Well, I'll tell you what, Kitty loves that she got given a sash. <laughs> Kitty is making me laugh. I mean, she always does, but she's making me laugh the most in this episode for some reason. Just the fact that she had the sash, she's so excited. And then they did a great, I was kind of saying, I think that of all the de-dragging queens in every season of RuPaul's Drag Race ever, I think Kitty might be the best at the de-dragging scene. She seems to always do, she always has like a bit and Mm. it's always successful. So this time she's in her like shapewear. She puts on a different wig puts on her sash, climbs aboard a, a wheeling table, uh, and they push her around like she's on a float. <laughs> a parade. <laughs> um, I also notice here that the pronunciation of vanity is getting really fun. Really, vanity. Vanity. <laughs> Did I say that? No, just oh. in, in the episode, it was like vanity. 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 Whereas in America, you'd say van- vanity. Vanity. Yeah, vanity. It's, the, it's the T's to D's. Vanity. Also, <laughs> I'm just going to pitch this. Why isn't there a badge ceremony or like a, a badge moment where they actually receive the badge? Yeah. Do that could be kind of fun? I, I find the badge system quite irritating. I find them talking about the badges annoying. I, but I like it because it's such an easy visual representation. Tangible. Tangible. Yeah. I think it's because I don't like Elle of a Day talking about how many badges right. she has. So I think maybe I'm a little irritated by... Maybe just her and not the badge system. Did you have a badge system back in the day in high school where, like, if you did, like, oh, you got first place at shot pot or in running, you got, like, a badge or, like, a badge for swimming or drama club? Or Did you have anything like that going no. on? <laughs> no. No badges? We, we had badges for if you were a prefect. Oh, yes. They were, like, a metal. Literally, they looked like a repeater badge, like a metal yeah. uh, prefect badge, which I, mean, I was quite proud I obviously of. had my house captain badge for Slytherin. <sighs> Yeah. And then I've told you before that my when you're a house captain, your blazer gets embroidered with um, gold thread all around the edges. Fucking hell. Yeah. So, uh. shall we get into <laughs> this episode <laughs> the next day? What is going on, babes? Well, it's the top four come in. Uh, I have, I'm going to try not to be completely negative about Elle of a Day, but I will say I, I find her not that fun in the kind of forced opening chats that they have to do where they get fed information by the producers speaking of which mm-hmm. <laughs> love that crystal was fed the information that she's the youngest person ever to reach the top four of uh, of drag race either uk or us or uk yeah it's a great fact but i love the way she clearly was just like someone grabbed out crystal you're the youngest person talk about it now she's like <laughs> pushed out to set in that fluffy coat 
<laughs> I think that's the only comment I wrote for this section. Okay, I mean, you know, I, I talk about it every season. I do think it should be final four, just yeah. for alliteration. Top four, no, final yeah. four. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I agree. Okay, great. I'm glad we're, we're big on semantics. <laughs> you know how I always felt about the six chair challenge on X Factor. <laughs> Fucking six take, chair a, chair. take a seat. Are they called chairs or seats? Anyway, that's just a little f- a fun deep dive for some UK <laughs> listeners there. Yeah, anyway, Kitty, Kitty, I like this bit. They're kind of doing their like opening, like, "Well, I've got two badges." Will you? And Kitty's literally like, "Well, I'm going to tell you." And then they interrupt her with the message. She's like, "Oh, thank God, I didn't know what I was going to say." <laughs> She's very funny. Do you want to read out the message for us? I actually didn't write it down this week because you know I'll tell you why fine. I didn't write it down. It's fine, because I need Rue to stop with the space ghettos thing, like. It's getting on my nerves, mm-hmm. so I just didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. But it finishes, and because it's obviously all space related, and I did write down a great, a great Kitty joke where they were doing the robot, and uh, <laughs> and Ella, Ella, they were like, "Oh, don't put your back out, Nana," to Ella, and then Kitty said, "Ella for chiropractor." <laughs> I'm sorry, that is really funny. That is really good. <laughs> I also. Well, let's talk about it, actually. So the Maxi Challenge is announced. It is a Bra Wars acting challenge. The Vampire claps back. So essentially, in this acting challenge, the queens, they're going to be battling evil aliens from the Death Bra. And because Kitty won last week, she gets to assign roles. Yes. I wrote down the role descriptions. Oh, wow. Well, first (laughs) of all, her strategy is she's going to cast herself, then cast everyone else in unsuitable roles. Yeah. Okay, hit us. We have Bra Barella, Mm -hmm. the stunning airhead commander. C3P Ho, the sassy robot assistant, Darth Shader, the leader of the dark sided vampire, and Baby Yolo, Brabarella's baby boy. Oof. Now, a which, lot to say in that. Which part are you going to go for? <laughs> oh, I would, I would love to play Baby Yolo. I didn't get that. Oh, sorry. That was just my, that was just my Siri. Siri no one's asking you Siri. what part you're playing. Siri. Clearly, you should be the robot. <laughs> well, no, I want to be the robot. I want right. to be C3PO. And here's my pitch I'm going to play it as a robot. But as Kim Cattrall in Sex right. in the City playing a robot. Got it. So everyone's going to be like, oh, C-3PO. A sexy Samantha bot. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> can, I get a, can I get a hold of your lightsaber? Mm. <laughs> Fun fact about me. In fact, let's just quickly do it. I can turn anything into Samantha Sex in the City, like sexy talk. So do you want to just throw a word or phrase at me? Anything. Um, uh, farmyard. Oh, take me out of the pasture. That didn't quite work, did it? <laughs> Give me another one. Give me another one. Uh, Home Depot. Let's go to Home Depot and buy some nuts and screws. Okay. <laughs> Pretty good. So um, <laughs> Kitty is assigning the roles. So first of all, oh, I love this bit because she creates the Kitty Scott Talent Agency. I mean, I write in caps, production dream. <laughs> She makes her own props. She put a wig on. She put glasses on. She creates a moment. The moment is funny and not a flop. She's she's so good. Mm, talk about a flop. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know. It's like it's like she kind of like just like sidled up from the producers and went, "Hey, I'm going to do a little, uh, do a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit right now. So yeah. just uh, keep the cameras on me, right, everyone." Love yeah. It. And they were like, "Oh, Kitty's going to do a bit. Thank God. Yeah. We've got something we can put in this segment." So, um. She, yeah, yeah. So she puts her glasses and a wig, and she's auditioning everyone, isn't she? Yeah, there's a lot of accent work in this in this bit. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like inexplicably, her trying to make Vanity do a Nadine Coyle Northern Irish accent. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, doesn't someone do an accent? She's like, "Well, I mean, I, I wasn't asking for <laughs> that an accent." <laughs> I really liked when Crystal Crystal uh, was reading for Baby Yolo, and she does she does a pretty good Yoda voice. And then she was just like, "Oh." She was shocked that it came out of her own mouth. <laughs> I actually kind of would have, I think actually weirdly everyone got the part that was perfect for them, but yeah. I, I would like to have seen Crystal as baby Yolo. I think that would have been really funny well, as well. A little nugget face. That little, that little head in that, <laughs> with those ears on it. It looked really cute. So the parts are dished out. Kitty, well, she makes herself Brabalella, Brabarella. And Ella is Darth Shader. Chrissy V is She3PO. I was worried about that. She3PO. I know, I said that. And then Vanity is Baby Yolo. <laughs> you only lick once. Okay. How about that? <laughs> um, so yeah, I was definitely worried about Chrissy V in this, yeah. going into this section. And in fact, in this next section, they split off in pairs. And we've got Chrissy V and Vanity. And they're the kind of less confident underdogs of this acting challenge, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Because you've got... 
star of the stage Ella Day, Anna, and obviously the powerhouse talent that is Kitty Scott Claus. Well, yeah, Ella and Kitty, they're like, we're, we're theatre queens. Mm. We're all about drama. I bet they've got a badge for drama and they're a blazer from school. Um, and at this point as well, Chrissy V, well, Chrissy V and Vanity, they're saying to each other, look, no one's expecting us to do well, so let's go in there and kill it. Um, and then there's a, a slight storyline about Chrissy's dyslexia. Um, dis- I, I swear, like, growing up in the UK in the 90s, dyslexia was such a thing. <laughs> Did you not have this? Yeah, I mean, I think it still is a thing. No, but I feel like it was like yes. the one thing that everyone... Yes. I, so if I sound insensitive at all about dyslexics, because my best friend in the UK, she is heavily, heavily dyslexic, but she's also an incredibly intelligent doctor. Right. So she's like the most amazing mix of an incredibly intelligent woman, <laughs> but she also gets all her words wrong. So it's a lot of fun right. for us. She <laughs> says words like, instead of um, um, uh, lumberjack, she'll say timberjock. Oh, I love that's a great malapropism. Yeah, but also like it makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's actually smarter. Yeah. <laughs> um. So oh oh Should yeah we... they they all just start rehearsing here. Yeah, let's they? get to filming the the bra was challenge. Do you know what I've called this section shooting with Mish. Oh, have you now? <laughs> yeah, I just wrote fun set. <laughs> Is. I, I thought like, it was a really fun set. I feel like the props department have maybe saved some money on previous weeks. Yeah. It felt like that build felt expensive. Good build, good really build. good build, good flats, good build, really good flats. <laughs> uh, well, props are like, if you give us a few weeks to prep, this is what we can come up with. Just don't spring <laughs> us something in the last minute. So, um, I've actually written a little note about all their costumes. Oh, go for it. Um, Kitty looked great. Yeah, kind of dressed as expected yeah. in a space Barbarella look. Um, I said that Chrissy V looks amazing gorgeous yeah it's like a c-3po outfit i loved how she had like gold forks yeah glued on to her <laughs> she also had um she'd also the robot makeup that she'd done was like gorgeous it was like she'd done it like a it was like a painting it had like she'd like shaded in all these like lines and it, lo- it looked like she looked like an illustration really good Lovely. she's very she's very talented oh she sure is she's very talented Tell me that chrissy v <laughs> she's got talent <laughs> vanity i've written just a blue face. I actually thought she, I thought it looked really nice though. Like imagine that that blue glitter look like all over your body for like a party. That would look so good. Well, famously, do you remember the Bond girl um, who painted herself right. all in gold? Didn't she die because it suffocated her skin? <laughs> well, yeah, you have to leave a patch for your skin to breathe. Yeah, and also, didn't the original she die in real life though? No, no, but the original <laughs> Tin Man from uh wizard of oz they did all the makeup tests and he got lead poisoning from the makeup oh, he had shit. to pull out of the movie <laughs> yeah wow. that was like 1939 yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i think we've moved on um and then i've just written ella's all in black fine we'll get to her right what are your what are your thoughts and notes here well i feel like a couple there was a, a quite a lot of misdirect going on in this little filming section so our first kind of well we get kitty tripping over the line about space nut milk Baby space nut yeah, milk. Yeah, she keeps just adding the word baby into it because of baby Yoda. And uh, <laughs> it was just a bit of fun. And then uh, Vanity starts getting the danger edit. Just just like a light, she gets the light touch of the danger edit. Just Michelle being like, ooh, I need you just to push a little harder. But I feel like she kind of she kind of gets it almost instantly. She's yeah. just not doing the, the Yoda voice enough. But I do like that Kitty at this point says that she sounds like Marge Simpson and then says she sounds like the laughing cow. Oh, I wrote a your, laughing cow reference. Oh, is, does the laughing cow, um, producer Bree, please text us. Does the laughing cow exist in the U S she is a motif of a, a type of cheese, she's the face of a cheese bread. And she's, she's a, a cow and she's got, and she's got earrings, which are cause yeah, the, the laughing cow slices come in little, yes. um, uh, triangular slices. Yes. And she has those as earrings. And at the end of a laughing cow commercial, it'll just be her going, <laughs> Yeah, she's a cow that's loving life. Yeah, <laughs> loving and laughing at life. Uh, Brie, let us know if she exists in the US. I mean, they're probably have uh, issues with import. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Supply chain. Well, mad cow disease. Oh my God, foot and mouth disease. Speaking of the 90s, is there anything more 90s than mad cow disease? <laughs> mad cow disease. Brie says, I think so. Not a, not a confirmation. <laughs> um, or, or maybe just the laughing cow isn't sort of, you know, imprinted in Brie's head quite as much as we seem to like her. <laughs> Um, Vanity also, she seems to be doing a slight um, uh, Caribbean accent mixed with Yoda, which I enjoyed. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> Great remix. Um, for Ella here, so Ella's all in black. She is initially filming on the other side of mm. set. She can't hear what's going on. 
I, I mean, she gets a danger edit too. She does, but there is real panic there. Yeah, it's like, oof. yeah, they, it, it felt very. I, I got that feeling in the pit, pit of my stomach that I get where I was like, mm-hmm. and I thought at this moment, is she wearing Teresa's elimination wig in this scene? Remember that wig that Teresa tried to put on for the lip sync that everyone was like, "What's she doing?" Oh yeah, I, I think it's the same wig. Really? No, but then in the actual, the actual thing, the finished piece. It's more of like a bob, more like a Mystic Meg bob. That's exactly what Teresa's hair was in that lip sync. I think Teresa's was shorter. Mm. Um, Well, she actually, she probably, because she was going to do Mystic Meg as her other snatch game, wasn't she? So that is her Mystic Mystic Meg Meg wig. wig. Oh my God. (laughs) Solved. So, uh, oh, I also wrote Kitty here. She's very nervous and she's forgetting a lot of lines. But Crystal. I beg your pardon, Crystal. I've got it all Chrissy. wrong. Yeah, Chrissy V. She's very nervous and, and forgetting lines, but she's got really good movement. Yeah. In terms of robot movement. Yeah. Got to commend her. And they definitely do the the softer, they do the, the soft, you're fucking it up edit where Michelle, instead of is like, you're fucking it up. She's just like, it's okay. Take a second. And Vanity, I like that they cut to Vanity and, and even subplot like she was, she's like, You've got it. You've got it. But she's dressed. She's in that little box with her head. That was lovely. And I think because they they showed uh, Chrissy fucking up a few lines, I like that they just kept showing it. (laughs) It was Vanity saying, hot men they are, over and over again. And I don't know why. It just was really making me laugh. Um, How important was the movie Spaceballs to you growing up? I've never seen it. You've never seen Spaceballs? I've never seen Spaceballs and I've never seen Space Jam. For some reason, those two space products really passed me by. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I, I, I don't know how I got through the nineties without watching Space Jam. I don't. I don't think. I think I've seen Space Jam once. I did on the soundtrack because the soundtrack to Space Jam is excellent. Um, Breeze texted us a picture of Theresa May in that that elimination wig. Yeah, the front is shorter, isn't the it? The front is shorter. But I liked. I this liked is a your, great screenshot. <laughs> I liked your problem solving of. Um, I do think it was the Mystic Meg wig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was just going to say with Spaceballs. Um, there is the awesome character that Joan Rivers plays. She plays the robot. Ah, she plays yeah. C-3PO and it's, it's very similar to this. Right. I mean, imagine Joan Rivers as a robot in space. <laughs> Pretty great. And then anything else that you've got for shooting with me? No, I think that's, I think that's a, the, the thrust of it, isn't it? The one thing I will add is I did text you a picture uh, that I, I took a screenshot of. So in between the scenes, this is, I texted you the other day oh. in between the <laughs> scenes, uh, you know, they have like the shots of the UK to show the passage of time. Confirmation that this is, this is shot in Manchester. Did you text me that to me? Oh yeah. Oh, I see. I was reading, I, I, that screenshot, I was reading your notes for the show and I thought that's what you were talking about. And I was laughing at them. Do you not see what, okay. What does the screenshot show? Oh, that's, oh, that is Media City. Media City in Manchester. Oh, look at that Holiday Inn, that Holiday Inn where I've stayed so many times towering above it. It's like quite a bleak new build area of Manchester. They've put like a colorful filter over <laughs> to be like, fun UK. We know the truth. <laughs> and now you do as well, listeners. So it is the next day, um, they come in and I just wrote, Kitty was making me laugh because it was, I couldn't even see her. I just heard her voice and she just went, oh, look at these big tits. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> She's making me laugh even off screen. Uh, and then uh, just before we get into the conversation, the music, the song that was playing as they sat down to do their makeup was insane. Was it? it sounded like a, like a Love Island transitional piece of music. You know, it was literally like, had a club music that was like it was really strange felt like we were off to like cavos did not, did not <laughs> for an 1830s like holiday it was really strange uh, so they sit down and you know kitty's just like so happy that she's there with them and then they kind of have this really insane conversation about first of all about kind of not feeling safe in drag and Ella talks about, you know, not feeling safe in her area, just being openly kind of queer with her boyfriend. Well, she specifically talked about she doesn't feel com- she feels uncomfortable walking from her house to the taxi outside when she's in drag, which I thought, oh, God, yeah, that is. She lives at Dagenham. That's rough. Dagenham is super rough. Is it? Yeah. Danger ham. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty scary. I once went to a girl I went to university with. She was from Dagenham and she had a... I think it was her 21st birthday. It was pink themed and it was <laughs> Good so theme. much fun. It was at this like real, real like low rent sports facility. And uh, it was just so fun. It was so cheap. Everyone got 
wasted like all the adults everyone like all of us and then at one point they played there was a dj and they actually did slow songs like a school disco me and my friend fran slow danced to that's my goal by shane ward and we were like cackling and i think at one point we were like for like the crescendo of the song we were like spinning around like we were in titanic oh <laughs> it was all the food and drink oh pink oh I, thank you for reminding me the food and drink was fucking amazing what was it it was a beige food extravaganza so we're talking like every single like item that you'd buy from asda that you put in the oven to like you know like a a party a party platter that mm-hmm. you heat up for like 10 minutes and put out so we're talking you know like your spring rolls were sitting next to your sausage rolls, you know, a little chicken bite here, mm-hmm. a fake volivon. Oh, just real, like, so tacky and gorgeous. And I, I feel like we drank, like, really, really pink rosé wine all night. I was going to say, out of, like, a plastic cup. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, a, but, like, a, a classy plastic cup, so, like, a plastic wine cup. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The one where if you put it down too hard, the stem just, like, breaks yes. off. But I'll tell you, you've not lived until you've swung around, in, like, Titanic style to the crescendo of That's My Goal by Shane Ward. Shane Ward, listeners. I'm not here to say I'm sorry. He was an X Factor winner in 2005. Five. We talked about this just yesterday. <laughs> Speaking of... We've got a new episode of Your Welcome America coming out this week, listeners. So oh, get yeah, excited about that. I bet I read it that. Right. Thanks. So then they start talking about um, consent. There's a lot of... Well, actually, before we get into that, um, Vanity talks about she doesn't like to hold her boyfriend's hand. Um, and uh, she doesn't show any affection in the street. She's like, look, I live in Brixton. I'm yeah. not going to show any affection in the street. I'm like, oh, f- oof. Oh, yeah, I got called a... Uh- I think she she says they doesn't want to be called a, a batty boy. I got called that when I lived in Brixton. Did you? I th- I mean I found it kind of funny because I think the term batty boy is very funny, but I understand that I felt like I was in a safe spot when I heard it, so I didn't feel like threatened. Okay, so that's why I laughed and thought it was funny. I got physically threatened in Camden. I remember. Ooh. I think I was going into Boots or Pret or something. I think it was Pret. Probably knowing you. Yeah, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> Yeah, a guy like came up to me and was like physically like trying to push me. And I'm like, I'm in fucking Pret trying to buy a smoked salmon sandwich. This is my space, not yours. Yeah. Well, actually, let me tell you about a time someone tried to beat me up. And okay. I actually don't really remember this because I was pretty drunk, but I'm actually pretty proud of the way that I reacted. Okay. So apparently we were in this club in Stockwell. Do you remember the Swan? That awful club that yeah. was like really weird. Stockwell for listeners is South London. It's, I would describe it more than anything else, a transport hub. Real no man's land. Yeah, because um, different different <laughs> underground lines go through it. Yeah, so basically we were there and I was at the bar. I was, like talk- I was just like being my usual self. And this one guy was down the other end of the bar and he really obviously did not like the fact that I was a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was like, he was like making fun of me. And then I, I, I don't, I'm not even telling the story very well. But apparently at one point he was trying to like, I think I like told him to fuck off and he was being like held back by his friends, like trying, trying to come and beat me up. And instead of running away scared because I was drunk, apparently, I don't really remember this. Apparently I got my like drink, my glass of wine and I just like smiled and raised my glass at him and then yes. just like carried on drinking. And he honestly was trying to like lunge at me and got thrown out of the club. And then we all just went and hit the dance floor and like danced to some yeah. like 2011, 12 pop song. The queers won. <laughs> yes. But you know, I'm also aware that I'm, like six foot something and wide so also you know i maybe don't feel as threatened by people because i know that i could beat them the fuck up Mm -hmm. well and also deep down i'm I'm a glaswegian so i will just glass someone (gasps) if they're not careful right brie Brie thinks it's the same wig she's just piped in yeah she thinks it's the same wig a brie i mean you could confirm or deny this but you think maybe it's the same wig but it just looks like Teresa had it shifted back and that's why the bangs look shorter i'm just throwing it out there Well, bearing in mind Teresa just shoved it on but maybe Teresa borrowed the mystic megwig oh my god we need to get to the bottom of this we need to hear from Teresa or ella directly where Hopefully is Teresa. that wig <laughs> um so here they start talking about consent yeah. as well um at different gigs the kind of things that happen chrissy v she talks she says that when she's in drag men really want to like touch her up yeah and it's the yeah. same men who've kind of been shit to her while right. she's out of drag so that's a bit of a mindfuck really. yeah um, we've got a story from Kitty about being at drag brunches and getting like fondled. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's, I, I just don't, I guess it's like, I'm so used to seeing drag stuff here mm-hmm. where I feel like there is, it's not as like rowdy maybe. Like, I, I think know. there are fewer, I feel like in the UK drag is, drag has been a bigger thing for longer. And we, as we've said before, it would often be in like very, very straight, quite rough pubs. Yeah. 
And that's why the queens have such a sense of humor because they know how to handle like drunk straight guys. So I think there's a lot more of, I think there's a lot more mixing of sexualities with drag in the UK. Mm. Um, Mm. That's, that's my thesis. Loved it. Professor Anderson. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So that is them getting ready on Elimination du Jour. Should we take a little break? Let's do it. In that quick break there, Fraser decided that a Shane Ward parody of a song, (laughs) That's My Goal, would be... That's My Hole. That's My Hole. Uh, So, (laughs) should we get to that main stage? Let's fucking do it. What do you think of Rue's outfit this week? Uh, I've written Rue in a bad metallic corset. Yeah, that material didn't look luxe. I was getting non-luxe from that material. It's just a very big boxy, a big, she kind of looked like a big boxy unit, <laughs> to use a, a real British term. Yeah, a real a unit. unit. <laughs> oh, they're, oh, yeah, they're such a unit. <laughs> I feel like units are the real same family as someone describing someone as hench. Hench, hench is totally. a real UK term. Hench but, means big and muscly. But hench, just big. yeah, like a rugby guy, hench. Ooh. Ooh. So um, on the panel this week, we've got Michelle, we've got Graham, and then we've got problematic, proud king of mask, Russell Tovey, who we'd uh, all definitely sleep with. Let's, let's have a little chat about him real quick, oh, shall we? <laughs> no, it's just, I feel like we need to back up what we're saying just a little bit. Okay. It was just famously, so he's an out gay actor, he's been around on the scene in the UK for a very long time, but he famously did an interview, uh, was, it with a, was it with Gay Times? It was, he famously did this interview where he kind of talked about how he was really happy with the way that he grew up around very masculine men because it means that he's really masculine and yeah that's really problematic and it's just like really like that interview just i feel like left a real sour taste in a lot of people's mouths including my own mm-hmm. um i was just a bit like oh all right we get it you're so masculine and then just the annoying thing about him is that he's so hot that it just like it, it, he appeals to like my lowest base instinct as a gay man which is the masculine gay man does that make sense he's I, I think he's hot, but I don't think he's, like, for me, he's not, like, so hot. Oh, I think he's very sexy. Do you remember? I feel like we used to see him out all the time yeah. when we were in London. I think he looks, what's more annoying, to to make me more angry, I think he looks sexier the, the older he gets, now mm. that he's got grey hair. He looks really good. American listeners might remember him. He was in Looking, that HBO series. Yes. What, what are his other big things? Uh, I'm sure he must have done like a Gavin black- and Stacey. I think he was in. Ugh, he must have done like a. I bet he's been in like a Black Mirror or something. Probably. Yeah. Hot. Annoying. I mean, yeah, we'd all sleep with him, but he's not at the top of my list. Do you know what I really struggle with when people are like, "Oh, what? Who do you think are the hottest male celebrities?" I never remember. Do you have any at the top of your head? Because I just don't. Uh, no, not really. I feel like it's just whoever's like in front of me. <laughs> right do you know what i mean like whoever's not anyone but just like like i just looked at that picture of ryan philippe uh, people's sexiest man alive i'm like oh my god i love ryan philippe well no i have my forever hot people in my head which is colin farrell and josh hartnett Hartnett? in my head they're two forever hot people that i like will always just think fondly of always and forever and maybe i've got lenny kravitz because i just think he is so incredibly sexy i mean is there anything sexier than having a dick so big that it breaks through your trousers a pair of leather pants while playing an electric guitar. Ooh. So the uh, category is what are we about? <laughs> scene stealers. So first up is Chrissy V. She's in a Cruella look. It took me a real minute to understand that scene stealers meant movie themed. Oh, me too. I didn't get that. I didn't get it until I, I feel like it finally, I think it was, by, it was by the time Ella, I know Ella came out a second, but I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Chrissy, I thought she looked, she looked stunning. I do. You know what I liked about this is that she wasn't showing too much skin. Yeah, it wasn't relying on necessarily what she's all about. Yeah, it wasn't like a sexy bodysuit kind of. Yeah, like. I mean it was still a very sexy silhouette, and it was a bit older for yeah. her, which I I like. And I feel like Cruella is such a Halloween costume. Yes, yes. She did it in a way that like looked like she could be in a movie. Like she looked like she could have been in the like Cruella movie rather mm-hmm. than looking like someone on the street dressed up as Cruella for Halloween. I think the word, I think the word you're dancing around is elevated. Elevated. Speaking of Cruella, did you see Cruella, the, the Emma Stone movie? No. It is one of the worst things I have ever yeah. seen in my life. It, it, it the is whole, astounding how bad it when is. When it was announced, I was so angry because I just feel like Emma Stone demanded that role. I have no issue with Emma Stone, <laughs> but I do, she should not be playing that role. It was honestly, I, 
I was astounded by how bad it was. It, and it went on for so long. Ugh, you know my feelings about movie length. It went on for like 10 hours. Two hours max. <laughs> a movie should never be over two yeah, hours. Agreed. Ever. So next up, who have we got? Elle of a day. She's doing a sexy Oompa Loompa. I had a couple of issues. Me too. Her face didn't match her body. Oh. And also her body was a little saggy. I had she was bad, wearing that body bad suit. baggy orange bodysuit. Yeah. I wrote. And her face wasn't the same orange as the bodysuit. I didn't even pick up. And I also thought she didn't look sexy. I thought she looked really boxy and masculine. But she, and that wasn't the but intention. it wasn't a sexy challenge. No, but they kept saying like, you've made a Palumpa sexy. I was oh, like, okay. I disagree. Yeah. Next up is Vanity. She was dressed as Halle Berry in BAPS, a movie I've not seen. Yeah. Have like you American seen? Princess. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. D- now, didn't Simone do a yeah. Babs look? So it, this was on, yeah, this is the season. So it was when Simone dressed up her and Utica yes. in like matching Babs looks. Yeah. So I feel bad for Vanity because that was done like Simone style, which is obviously, you know, oh. into the stratosphere. So yeah. it's a tough, it was a tough comparison because actually I thought Vanity looked really good. It just was, it just, yeah, I felt bad. It's, you, it was a tough thing to suddenly remember in your head. It looked good. And then you kind of got to the crotch area and it was like, <laughs> it was like some cycling shorts and a, a bum bag, AKA a fanny pack. I was like, oh, <laughs> she's been to Camden. She's been to the, that market. I'm not angry at all about her wearing orange every week. No, me I neither. think she looks so good in it that I don't, I, I, I hate that they have to talk about that. Like, you know that they, they're just like, oh, we just, I guess we have to criticize her for it, but I don't think she should care. I'm gonna I think re- she should wear it every runway ever. I'm going to reverse the criticism. I'm going to say, I like, how you're creating your own trademark and yeah, brand. Yeah, completely. I think she's just, she's going to be the queen that turns up and wears gorgeous orange outfits. Finally, we had Kitty. <laughs> now this, <laughs> I, I've got, I've made many notes. Yeah. So this is her dressed as Rose in Titanic, but quite specifically the scene in Titanic where she sees the Titanic for the first yep. time she's getting on the boat. And she, as soon as she walks out, <laughs> you can't see her face. And she does that classic, like yep. looking up, Look, which is, I think was in the trailer yeah. for Titanic. <laughs> and then she says the line, this hat is so big. I don't understand what all the fuss is about. It doesn't look any bigger than the Mauritania. Mauritania, I beg your pardon. Really good. Such a good reference point. Yeah, to do to do Rose's like onboarding, <laughs> onboarding of the ship outfit is just, she's so smart. And as as they point out later, a pointless reveal that didn't make sense. Gorgeous. Oh yeah, she, yeah, because she rip, she rips off her skirt <laughs> and then she does the the dropping of the jewelry yeah, as well. Yeah, the heart of the ocean. For some reason, me and my friends got really obsessed with referring to it like translating the heart of the ocean to French, the Cœur de la Mer. The Cœur de la Mer. <laughs> we got really obsessed with referring to it as the Cœur de la Mer. And, and basically, I wrote at this point, Rue loves Kitty. Like they, yeah. they cut to Rue as Kitty walked out and I I wrote Rue's beaming with delight. Yeah. Like just she just like it was like Rue would kick back at like she had her feet up on the desk. She was like, Oh guys, let's settle in. Kitty's coming out, we're gonna enjoy this. I also don't know if Kitty's ever looked better. Yeah, I liked her in the red hair, she looked great. Mm. Really nice to see her in a in a rouge hair. That's true. That is true. Yeah, no, I was very happy with yeah. this. I feel like Kitty really gets us. With her ref- a lot of her reference <laughs> yeah. points from like music to film to TV, like she really, oh. well, we'll get she to that really the, gets us. We'll get to that with the lip sync <laughs> song. Woof. So they then roll. They screen Brow Wars, <laughs> and actually, you're going to really like this note. Okay, much like the Star Wars movies and all movies, it went on way too long. <laughs> yes, it did. Now, I enjoyed it. Producer Brie did say in that quick break there, she said that she she didn't know what it was this week, but she really, really liked it. Yeah, no, it was really good, but it was uh, like 45 seconds too long. Yeah. I guess I never love an acting challenge. Well, do you know what it is? It's they, and these acting challenges on Drag Race, they always end in a hysterical moment. And I feel like I was getting, I was ready for it to end. And then I was like, oh, we haven't had the hysterical moment where they're all screaming and it had to ramp up to that. But I felt like everyone had had, had their moment before the end and we didn't need the finale kind of, when Ella turned into that pile of clothes with the oh, eyes and stuff. I disagree. I, cause I thought that was a really funny gag. Highlight for me was the moment. This has got nothing to do with any of the Queens. This is an art department, a directorial choice. Oh. High point for me is when baby Yolo gets picked up and they cut away and cut back. And it was that fake Dalek carrying a little like baby, <laughs> like a little plastic baby. That was really funny. I liked the, they had a take on Dr. Who Dalek, 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 Dalek. And they've called him Bral. Yeah. And you can see the production crew yeah. just inside them. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, I mean, Kitty's stomach exploding. Yeah. Classic. That was pretty fun. That's actually very Crystal, our girl Crystal. Yeah. She's done a, she once did a performance of, 
Shakespeare's sister's stay yep. where she's lying on an operating table and she's singing and then halfway through the song it busts out the alien and it sings the duet with her <laughs> I mean that is that's such a good song oh, that was a great performance um, yeah I mean, I mean yeah good it was it, really fun it, it, look for uh, an acting challenge it was the best you could probably get I concur <laughs> now critiques i've i've put together both the on stage yeah. and the judging critiques okay you you take us away babes well chrissy v they say that she struggled the most but took direction well that's michelle's note yeah and Graham says that it's slightly flatlined for him i disagree with that i thought she was great and um, they basically they all love her main stage look rue says it's very cinematic and then she just says i'm so proud of you I know. Um, Rue is also surprised she did so well on the challenge. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. When I wrote, Rue is very proud of her. I just wrote, she's safe. Yeah. She's, she's okay. She's safe. Moving on to Ella. Um, Mish thinks that she killed the challenge. Disagree. Yeah. I think she was the weakest one of the challenge. I just thought it was very shouty drama. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it was an unexpected look on the runway. At this point, I've written... Why is Russell Tovey wearing a black zip-up top? Because he's on Drag Race, but, uh, you know, I'm still a man. So it's got, like, a little rainbow on the shoulder. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still, like, you know, I'm glad I grew up with lots of men because I could be a man. That's literally his thought process behind that outfit. Wouldn't it have been fun if he just sat there topless? <laughs> like, when I say topless, sorry, translation shirtless. Yeah. Wouldn't that be really good? Yeah. Should have done it. Should have done it. Um, but also, I just had such issues with the material because it was like a dark black velvet material that just sucked in all the light. I'm like, why didn't someone in wardrobe deal with this? Well, they probably tried, but he probably was like, oh, I'm not putting on that. You know, I'm just a man yeah. that likes men. Yeah, but put on black being gay, gay doesn't define me. I'm just a guy. Gay top. Just guy that likes guys. Yeah. Color. I'm not going to wear any color. It's gay. Anyway, um, <laughs> Russell also says here that when he saw Ella, he got a bit of a woody. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. Shut up. Yeah. You're wrong. She wasn't sexy. Goodbye. Oh, is a wood? Is that a phrase in the, the US? Yeah, to get wood. Yeah, definitely. No, but not but a woody. woody. They don't think so because of Woody yeah. Woodpecker. Okay, who have we got next? <laughs> I love that Britney Spears does a really good impression of Woody Woodpecker. Have you ever seen that video of her doing yeah. it? <laughs> She's done it a few times. <laughs> So glad she's free. Oh my so god! In my workout Fucking classes, in the, my workout class this morning, I demanded a Britney track, and they said, "Oh no, we've put Toxic in the playlist." And I went, "No, you're like you're actually not an ally, and you're not a free Britney fan if you put Toxic on the playlist yeah. and any other songs. Just like, just put Stronger on and just like deal with it. Just to let all our listeners know, Toxic, yeah, it's a phenomenal song, but it's too root one. Let's shelve it. Let's shelve it. <laughs> so I, I got till the world ends. Oh, perfect. Yeah, did that. Uh, Vanity next. Vanity Milan. Okay. She, uh, they say that she went for it, uh, especially because she was just showing her face. And then, yeah, just like kind of, they had to, almost like so predictable, like they had to tell her, oh, you know, you're wearing a similar wig to last week and you're wearing orange again. So it's hard to like, like it, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, she looks great. Shut up, everyone. Mm. Rue said, I'm surprised you're still in the competition. Yeah. She, she's surprised by a lot of stuff in this episode. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're still here. Yeah. But she's excited for it. <laughs> she, say, she says, uh, I'm excited from Vanity Milan's journey. Like, oh, okay, Ooh. okay. That soundbite felt like it came from like tw- 12 weeks ago. <laughs> Very strange. And then finally we had Kitty. They were saying that she told the whole story with her look on the runway. Yeah. Um, and they really think that she really killed the acting challenge out of everyone. She did a lot of like through her own references. I think uh, Russell does say there's a Gavin and Stacey reference in there. Like I know Gavin and Stacey is not your flavor, but the, the, the character that she referenced is great. And like the fact she threw it in there, a a Pamela, Oh my Christ reference was really like pretty, pretty spectacular. And Bruce says, I mean, it's just a thrill. Just a thrill seeing Kitty up there. <laughs> I wrote here, Rue basically says, I love you and congratulations on winning Drag Race season three. Yeah. At this point, she's basically just like, Kitty's got claws. You're going to win. Let's do a couple more weeks just for fun. But yeah. like, well, we're all here. Yeah, it's like, we've, we've been in the studio. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just keep on, we'll just keep on filming. Yeah, it's like, don't worry. Yeah, you've won. You've won. And like next week's going to be a comedy challenge. Like stand up challenge, Kitty. So just like start doing your jokes now so that you're even better than we think you're going to be. <laughs> um, Russell thinks that Kitty is a superstar. And they did talk about uh, Kitty removing her, 
her her skirt yes. on the runway <laughs> and i loved rue like they're like it didn't make any sense rue was like it is easier to get in a lifeboat <laughs> if you remove your skirt <laughs> like that a lot oh that now just for like there's not much to say about untucked but i think we're at the warmest most cranberry juice moment of the entire <laughs> series like i actually think this is i think this might even be like hot ribena i don't even think we're in like Ooh. cold drink territory anymore i think this is hot ribena that's cooled down to a room temperature that's how warm it is wow <laughs> one of my friends got given hot ribena every night before bed when they were growing up <laughs> their teeth aren't great i mean i listen i had a real problem with ribena as a child i had to it had to be kind of removed from our household because you've t- i've told you this before but i there was a, a moment in my life where i was making ribena and instead of diluting it with water oh. i was diluting it with lemonade so it was sugar, a sugar, sugar a sugar cordial with a full sugared soda as the mixer oh my god just just explain to the u.s listeners ribena is a berry based very popular british drink yeah it's a it's a drink that you dilute with water yeah kind of like kool-aid i think Kind of. But really strong. We were very big in the sugar-free one that came out in the 90s. Fuck the tooth kind. Tooth kind. Fuck it to hell. Tooth kind is shit. So, uh, untucked backstage. Chrissy V's being very hard on herself here. She's being very quiet. Um, They all kind of... Well, a few of them think that Vanity... I think Vanity herself... Yeah, she's like, I'm not happy about it, but it's the truth. Yeah. And everyone jizzes over Russell. Do they? Yeah, there's like a moment where they're all like being like, I think Ella's like, well, Russell thought I was so sexy. And then I think Vanity's like, well, I think he thought I was sexy. They all have like a fight about Oh, that's Russell. right. They so, also agree that sure they, he's going to love that when he sees it. They, they finally proved that they can do an acting challenge. Yeah. Because what was the bad one the other week? Oh, yikes. <laughs> it was the... Um, oh, commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Commercials? Yeah, it was yeah. the Draglexa. Oh, that drag... Oh, God, that bloody <laughs> We're all week. still haunted by Draglexa. Oof. <laughs> Um, Kitty and Ella are both very confident here. They're like, can't wait to add another badge to the collection. And I wrote, uh Oh yeah. I'm, I'm going to need, I'm going to need certain people to really pipe down about the badge situation. I'm not going to name names, but some people aren't great at the like fun banter. It falls a little flat for me. Mm. Of a day. Uh, Vanity <laughs> at this point, like she's got some real fighting talk and she's like, yeah, that's what I came here for to be in top three. Not top four. And I was like, wait, didn't you come here to win? Very confused. <laughs> Semantics. Right. Well, this is where we get some real shenanigans happening here, don't we? Back on the main stage. Okay, well, you talked me through it. Some real, I was about to say, runanigans doesn't work. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, she nanigans. Yes. No. <laughs> so Not basically, right. everyone's, everyone's on stage and everyone's like, okay, so Kitty, you know, Kitty and uh, Ella are very smug about the fact that one of them's going to win and one of them and obviously both of them are going to get kind of announced first so crazily enough vanity milan you're safe mm-hmm. and they cut to kitty's face and kitty's like <laughs> i think vanity says this point gosh yeah she says gosh yeah she does <laughs> and then uh, and then they announced that chrissy v is safe so at this point ella and kitty clearly are thinking well okay they're just doing a twist and we've won but like are not ready to like fully like give into it so they're both kind of like uh and that bloody scamp rupaul has decided to put everyone through and do a top two like lip sync for the win yeah which i was like of course yeah great and also we're Makes sense n- to have all of them as the final four it's great numbers wise if i do pull up our excel spreadsheets because remember we had two go the other week yeah. so this needs to happen and we lost vicky scone I'm lost for Vicky spawn less less we forget yeah so it is a lip sync for the win it is Hella versus Kitty. Right. Right. Okay. Now, I'm not sure I, if we've got this in us. I just want to say I was watching this by myself in a public place with my headphones on the other day, writing my notes. When this happened, the, the physical reaction <laughs> in my body was alarming. This song, this song. Um, do you want to do an intro to it? How do you want to do, what do you want to say? Okay. So girls aloud, the artists behind it, very important to Ben and I, mm-hmm. they are, we all met Nadine the other week. Remember we, yep. the panel? We saw Cheryl in uh, season one, Michelle yep. there. Yeah. Just, just, just perfection, pop mm-hmm. perfection. And basically girls aloud, they kind of took some time off at their, the height of their fame. And then they kind of reformed for their final tour as a, mm-hmm. as a girl band and they released a greatest hits album and they added a new track to it mm-hmm. and that new track was 
a little ditty called <laughs> Something New. Go, 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 gonna go, 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 go. We girls gonna take control. You boys better no, no, no. <laughs> this, this song is a, like, it's relentless. <laughs> it's so good, this song. If you ever need, to, if you're looking for another song to add to your, your running playlist, your yeah, exercise playlist. Really good for exercise. This one really gets you going. <laughs> the music video is super fun. They're all in kind of orange like tulip dresses i'm gonna call them i don't know i think that's exactly it and they're all like with a high bun high bun all (laughs) stomping around fraser and i have reenacted this the choreography much like um kitty does (laughs) kitty does the full choreography is it's very much hands on hips just stomping around now famously uh this song was for charity in the uk it's for children in need in the bbc they do a great children in need performance yeah and um cheryl has a slight stumble yep um, so whenever we, whenever we, this song comes on in the club, when we do it, you've got to add in just a little stumble yeah, as well. Yeah, it's gone in the, the pantheon of fake stumbles <laughs> that Ben has done in a club. One of them was reenacting Carrie falling over on the runway in Sex of the City, yep. and the other is this. Yep. And I think both times he's had, it's been so convincing that someone has come to help him, a stranger. Yeah, I'm good, hey, I'm good at a stumble. Um, I mean, this is such a good song. Yeah. It really just came, it just, I think also, it came out of nowhere yeah. in this episode. And the fact that the beginning of the song is, go, 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 go. So when yeah. it started, I was like, whoa. <laughs> this song is also bananas because it has shouting. It's got a rap. Yeah. It's got, it's just got everything. Yeah. It's, got, they, that, it's got that noise of like a, they did cut out uh, Kimberly's best line. Bring it back to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that got cut out in the mix, which I was very upset about. I screamed that line and it was cut and I was I was embarrassed and I was alone. <laughs> so I mean RuPaul is RuPaul Charles is climaxing <laughs> multiple times throughout this this lip sync. Her mouth is agape. I've never seen Ru so animated, like for a long time. Like she's been, you know, she's the kind of the the robot. And it's, it takes a lot to really break her out of the, like, what she's doing. She was, like, loving fucking life. She almost turned her head to the side. Uh-oh. Like, almost. Well, I was going to say, she, I mean, she's in the UK. She's basically on vacation having a lovely time. Yeah. But she is in Manchester. Yeah, I don't like thinking of RuPaul in Manchester. No, I really don't. Do you think she's staying at that, that? I think she's staying at London and gets driven up for the show. Oh, okay. I was thinking, is she staying in that Hilton, that really, really tall one that got built in Manchester <laughs> that's so tall that when it's windy it sways and it has a whistle that goes through it <laughs> it looks like it's gonna topple at any totally. moment and it's also like why did you build that there's like there's nothing tall in manchester i know i i really i get the impression ruse like a full-on just doesn't commute uh, does she just commutes from london i think she's just like i'm not staying in this place yeah manchester <laughs> she's like the dorchester i think in london oh, she's just like lovely. traveling from the dorchester yeah. to media city to do the show dorchester is problematic i think it's soften of renai but Back in the day, it was Liz Taylor's favorite place, so I'm all on board. So, in this performance, it's Kitty versus Ella. Kitty, as we said, she is doing the full choreo. Yeah. From And I was worried about it because the choreo is very simple and quite static at times. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh, you're falling into a trap. But she She then, mixed it up. <laughs> she mixed up and she did an amazing just fall. Just like a... Uh, well, first of all, she does like a, a really bad attempt at splits where she's kind of like mocking... Not mocking, but like Ella's doing the full proper splits, and then Kitty like does it like, oh, I'm yeah. trying as well. But then at another point in the song, exact perfect moment, she just does a fall to the ground. Yeah, it's it's a it's not a, really a death drop; it's more of a death slide. Yeah, she kind of just slithers backwards down to the ground. She does it, and then it goes straight into a, like a change of tone in the song, which is the take a walk on the, the wild side, side of life, life. Bring it back to the other side. Lovely. <laughs> um, and Ella, Ella, yeah, Ella's doing well, but Kitty should have won this solo. Well, she builds. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's, she starts with the choreography. She's good, but she just gets better and yeah. better. And, and I, yeah. Yeah. Like I never thought I would see the day that. Do you ever <laughs> see the day? Another girl's loud song. But like, I never thought I'd see the day that someone in Rose from Titanic cosplay was performing <laughs> something new by girls. Loud. Like it's, <laughs> It's so, that's what I mean about Kitty. Like, I know she didn't plan that, but it's, it's, it makes so much sense to us that it's like actually like worrying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so at the end, Kitty does like a, a kind of a. Another death slide. Yeah. I just wrote <laughs> Kitty has to win. Then I wrote both winners. Okay, fine. Yeah. I feel like Ella Day is really. Someone, someone's a fan of her in production because I, I don't know. Well, no, remember the Excel spreadsheet. It's just, a, it's just numbers. It's just a numbers it game. It's math to use a, an American term. S- 
I know. I said American. We would say maths, plural. So many numbers. Good episode. <laughs> I saw them. Everyone. Everyone wins. <laughs> Everyone wins. We get a little sneak peek at next week. They are going to have to roast themselves in a stand-up comedy set in front of the Eliminated Queen. I think this is fun. I've got, I've got a good feeling about this. Just because there's some funny people that have been eliminated, so I think we're going to... I think we're going to see some high highs, but I think the flops, mm-hmm. we might see some fun moments where the, where the audience of the Eliminated Queens say something that's funnier than the Queens on stage, which is always kind of funny. Oh, wait. So who have we got left? Who do you think is going to be good? I mean, Kitty's obviously going to be great. I think that Kitty's going to be great. And then I think we're going to have a surprise. I think it's going to be Ella and Vanity are going to struggle. And I think we're going to have a surprise turn by Chrissy V. Or basically, I think Chrissy V or Vanity, yeah. one of them is going to have a surprise turn. It's not going to be the two of them. Yeah. I think Ella's going to be bad because she's not funny. She thinks she's going to be overconfident, maybe. Yeah, she's going to be like, I won a comedy challenge, so I know I'm really funny. And then she's going to just, because she's not, her tone of voice, everything, she's just not funny. And Scarlett's going to shout from the audience, told you you're not funny. Yeah, exactly. Like and, I'll, and I will cackle. Meanwhile, we've also got Kathy Good Burke. Scarlett impression. <laughs> Thank you. We've got Kathy Burke oh, this week. Kathy Burke is a fucking dream out of half of a person. Have you ever had her on a show or yeah, anything? She's, you have. Oh, we'll talk about her next week. She's just the nicest person to have ever walked on the planet. Can't wait. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap UK. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. If you've got something to say, get in touch. Drop us an email at dragracerecapuk at afterthought.media. Yes, and please listen to us on our podcast, You're Welcome America. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and all those good places. And follow us on our Instagram. We're at Your Welcome America, which is the letters You Are Welcome America. For bonus Drag Race UK content and more, support the show over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Drag Race Recap UK is an afterthought media podcast.